spidey senses tingling. Uh, dulcet tones are that of excellent the host of the paper cake podcast secret episode point one zero volume two welcome back papercake.com you know we're a big deal on tumblr you know new jersey you name it we're there uh, we talk about industry news the books we're reading, and we do a book club, yeah, this week's book club, World's Greatest Fantastic Four, uh, you know, you're checking this podcast out for the first time, so thank you for being here. Uh, let's go around the room, you know, introduce our illustrious panel of Twitter celebs and unpublished writers. By choice. Uh, to my right, hosting us this evening, he's a podcast bad boy, a <laughs> VP of merch. Uh, lighting the Twitter on fire, Dale underscore A, thanks for being here. A title that I take great pride in, VP of Merch. I love it. As you should. And I love uh, everything about it, even though nothing's usually produced, no merchandise per se, yet. You're definitely not earning your money. We can say that much. Exactly. Uh, And now... Our next host, uh, he's been called the worst t-shirt wearer in the history of podcasts. Uh, you're working on a comic book. That's a fact. Not out yet. It's in the works. Uh, you have a quaff of hair that is unrivaled by most animals. Jonesy mm-hmm. loves beer. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Slim. Uh, always happy to be here in the land of fake ponies uh, in good old Cedarville, New Jersey. Especially with the uh, the new headphones he's got on. My word. I'm actually in Pennsylvania, but I can reach you just with the headphone cord. It's magnificent. <laughs> That's right. And the hair, too. The tip of your hair <laughs> is just over the state line. The, the quaff of my hair is actually the Walt Whitman Bridge. It's fact. Look fact. it up. Uh, welcome to the show. You know, this we're recording on a different night. You know, we Dale needed us to put together a swing set. You know, in his backyard today oh for boy. his his son. We we needed to come over. We had some drinks, and we decided why not record a show. You know. Yeah, and uh, I mean, thanks for coming. I know we're basically all exhausted at this point. Our joints hurt, and we just want to be. You know. Oil massage probably each other, and I if not, I drank a lot. I drank a significant you did, amount. You did more uh, drinking than swing setting. <laughs> J- Jonesy is liquored up as per usual. 
your your double A meeting is next week, so don't worry about it. No, uh, What's no happening? drinking rules in the uh, super secret episodes. That's not that's not true. Not John, true uh, Dale underscore A, you're you've been called the Dan Rather of Cedarville. Can you confirm that? Yeah, the uh, my neighbor actually who hates me. He he screamed it out one day outside. He was driving past, and I was mowing the lawn. He screamed mm-hmm. it out at me for some reason. It's really off-putting. I apologize that you had to go through that. Yeah, you well, know? he hates me, and he hates black people. Uh, un- well, I'm glad our, our fourth host is on assignment, Mark Farrington. Yeah, me too. Uh, what's happening in the world of Nia's? Oh, I don't know. A uh, little movie called The Wolverine. Oh, God. First official still released. Mm. <laughs> Ripped and ready. I think you're, my God, your tight jeans look just like Hugh Jackman's bicep. My skinny jeans are ready to pop. Yeah, they're all veiny and uh, <laughs> and bulging. Uh, yeah, this official still, I mean, he looks amazing. You know what looks, we know what's amazing about this picture? I looked at it. Agent M on the Twitter posted it, and I flocked to the Twitter to look yeah, at it. You're all over it 24-7. And I, I uh, looked at it. There's something missing from this picture. I'm not sure if you saw it. What's that? His legs. He's got no legs. Well, that's a common misconception about the Wolverine in general. I don't think I've ever seen a comic where he has legs. Really? I'm pretty sure. This is fascinating to me i could go back and look but i'm almost positive i've never seen anything below his mid thigh (laughs) ever jonesy have you seen this still with with no legs wolverine no i haven't but i'm kind of glad i haven't because that might destroy my love affair of the character for the last you know 20 odd years you know what i will say um the origins movie the movie that we that we shall not speak about yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that movie had some pretty Ball in uh, press photos, you know the stills. Yeah. So maybe we're on the right track since this movie will have terrible press stills, and uh, maybe this will be a better movie. Who knows, Dale? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think the stills that bad. I mean, uh, it's terrible. It's badly the 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 Photoshop effects do make it look like he does have no legs whatsoever, and that's yeah. just very off putting. It off puts me. Wouldn't, I he wouldn't have legs. People with no legs. Nobody likes people with no legs. They're trash. Isn't that what you said? So, all right. Oh, that's just this is not a good representation of your foul city of Cedarville. You're right. (laughs) Actually, maybe uh, it is a good representation. It's probably the best (laughs) representation. That Uh, and uh, you know, dead turkeys (laughs) hit on (laughs) laying on the side of the road. Is that what is that like the most exciting thing that's ever happened in this city where like an animal gets hit on the side of the road? Do they have to f- like f- chopper somebody in to clean that up or what happens? Um I I'm pretty sure it's you know some sort of four-wheel drive vehicle. I've never actually seen the animals be removed. I have seen uh you know dead deer in f- farm fields mm-hmm. and they have literally just left there and they plant crop around the carcass. I've okay. seen that. You so know, there's totally a guy in a suit with sunglasses that bends down and goes, this is no one's Thanksgiving. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh I would boy. think that, like, the guy who sells pizza in Cedarville is also <laughs> the guy who cleans up 
you know, That's he's also true, the mayor. Yeah. He's also, you know, the the guy in charge of voter fraud. He's in charge of a lot of things. Dino is a big entrepreneur. He's got and he's got Cedarville in lockdown. Uh, Dale underscore a newsman. What else is happening today? Well, did you guys get this hot nugget right off the wire? Uh, I heard it from the man himself, Bob Kirkman. Bobby K. Him and uh, former childhood friend Michael Anthony Tony Moore. Mm. They just settled their much heated lawsuit. Thanks. Settled out of court. Uh, Details will not be revealed as to uh, uh, what the what the uh, result of this settlement was. But this settlement is this lawsuit is now over. These collaborators have settled out of court, and uh, we can finally put this whole thing to rest. Thank heavens! You yes. Know? Oh my God! It Which was I, uh, depressing you, me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if, if for those who didn't know, uh, you're probably crazy because you should know. Uh, Tony Moore was suing Bob Kirkman over the rights of uh, the Walking Dead comic he helped co-create. And, you know, he was kind of duped into signing away his rights by, uh... Alleged. 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 Alleged duping. Bleeding cool confirmed. Then <laughs> um, uh, Robert Kirkman, uh, you know, is just rolling around. He's got so much money hidden in that beard of his that, uh... He's probably set. got a dead turkey in there. <laughs> He's probably set for life between the dead turkey and the money. <laughs> Dino got him, uh, help get a start out. In Cedarville, cleaning up turkeys, <laughs> taking yeah. a crack at writing comics. God, I wonder. Know. I wonder what the uh, the settlement entails. Like, will I wonder if he just gets like a lump sum, and then he's still never mentioned again when talking about The Walking Dead, <laughs> or right. they never use any of his art. Or I, that's what I, my guess is. That's what's going to happen. I wonder if he's just like disavowed from here on out from any mention. He's like erased from Walking Dead history. I would want the residuals. I would say, you know, forget about the pack bay, but I want you know the residuals of the DVDs. I want, you know, if they get picked up for more seasons than a movie, you know, the the box office, the back fat. I mean, Tony Moore. You can't be afraid. You cannot be afraid to be greedy. That's it. That's right, Dino. That's Dino. That's Dino from Cedarville. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I recall the one time we called there to order pizza, and you're like, "Oh, you know, I'm in the mood for tacos." That he's, like, "No, no, Dad, I got the tacos too. I have them right over." Yeah, yeah after, right after he delivered that baby at the hospital, he would come <laughs> over and bring you those tacos. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He's like uh, that young doctor from North Head Exposure. He just does everything. Terrible. Uh, do we want to get into the comic talk? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably about that time. I mean, you know, we're running out of tape. We are running out of tape. Let's, you know, this was an impromptu show, but we read a lot of comics in our free time. You know, Dale has a new kid, mm-hmm. and he's up at 4 a.m. with a kid on him, probably reading hardcover comics. He's probably reading The Goon. And probably and I'm like, kid. I keep, like, bumping in a little soft spot with the hardcovers. I got to watch it. <laughs> Poor Reed. Uh, I want to talk about something special. No, let's get real here. You Let's talk about it. Fear agent. Let's... No, it's not Fear Agent. Although I love my Fear Agent podcast is going to be effing great, and I'm going to rub it in your faces. <laughs> I already have space reserved in my uh, po- podcast. Your Instacast? Yeah. Uh, Wolverine 73. You heard about this? Stretch it out, Dale. Stretch out whatever you're stretching out. You don't want to see. Uh, this is a book 
that was towards the t- right before Dark Wolverine started. Right before it Garbage. renamed. You still read it. I did. <laughs> uh, this is the I don't I guess uh, right when so Jonesy. This is right before we- Wolverine Weapon X started. Yeah, uh, one this, of the best runs of all time, Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the story where Jason Aaron and, and my boy Adam Kubert, uh, they go through. It's a two issue. It's like it's a two stories per issue, but it takes a, the course of two issues. It follows Wolverine, like his weeks and months, going fighting on various teams, and just being busy all the time. And then, like his the one day he takes a break is he's at the bar, like getting hammered or attempting to get hammered. And uh, there's uh, one point where Yukio uh, asks him, he's like, well, "You're running yourself ragged, Logan son. You know why are you doing this?" <laughs> and then the second issue uh, involves Spider-Man actually seeing this happen. So then he meets Wolverine at a bar and is like, "Why are you doing this? You're killing yourself." You know, you're on so many superhero teams. Right. Um, so he eventually, he gets, like, really annoyed at Spidey, and they're about to fight, but someone tries to rob that bar. So then they, they they solve that situation, and then Spidey's about to leave, and Wolverine's like, you know, you're right. Um, I am running myself. You know, I am on a, I'm doing a lot. Uh, but, you know, up until a couple months ago, I didn't know anything about my past. And, you know, now it all came back to me, and I'm now I'm aware of all the bad things I've done. And all the all the people I've killed, all the blood that's all over my hands, and and he's like, yeah, I want a lot of teams, but you know, I got to do what I can to make make right what I've done in my life. And it was great. And this is like the best for whatever reason. I've never read this entire issue. I think I own it, but it was his explanation of why he's on so many superhero teams, and it was great. It's amazing. That is great. Oh my god, I can't believe like it's never come up before. You know, no one talks about it. I mean, I don't talk about it. I never f- finished reading the damn thing, but it was fantastic. Who wrote this issue, Jason Aaron? My boy, Jason Aaron. Mm. That's really mm. cool because, I mean, it's always funny how it's the joke that he's on so many teams, but, you know, it's not talked about. It's just assumed that Marvel's just trying to sell a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. So that's really a, cool a good how Jason Aaron, you know, basically just took that on the nose and wrote a, wrote stories about it. That's really great. It's gorgeous. I want to read it's it now. Uh, it's in the app. It just got added to the app. That's why I read it. Oh, God. Comicsology app. Check it out. Um, Dale underscore A. Yeah. You're a family man. You are the podcast bad boy. What are you reading right now? I am at uh, my wit's end. No? Is that? Okay. No. I'm just going to. Uh, let's end the show Conan number 7 oh gosh Brian Wood not Becky Cloonan on art even though she started the uh, issue or started the run did uh, Carrie Nord jump back on no it's somebody not I've never heard of before I I don't have the, the issues upstairs I apologize you know who I saw at Baltimore Comic Con James Harron Carrie Nord. Oh, does it go come in? He is a. I'll tell you what, that guy works out. You know, guns. He's got them. What? Yeah, it's a sex machine. Man, 
What's what's happening in the world of Conan? So Conan, uh, this issue basically, and the first six issues. I'm sorry, this is Conan number eight, continuing from Conan number seven. The first six issues are Conan and Baylit, the Queen of the Black Coast, sailing mm. her ship in the uh, yeah. the southern gorgeous seas, robbing and plundering entire towns. Well, uh, issue seven has Conan coming back to Samaria and the harsh, cold wilderness that is his homeland. And mm-hmm. Baylit comes with him because, you know, they're in lust with each doing other. It. They, they oh, deeply care. It. It's and a technical it, term. Yeah, they're they're doing it. Air quotes. Um, and basically what, uh, what you find out in issue seven is that somebody is going around... Uh, burning down entire towns in Samaria in the name of Conan. They're calling themselves Conan of something, and uh, everybody believes it's just, that's the Conan. So the, one of the town elders has has placed it firmly and squarely on Conan's shoulders that he take care of this problem. And uh, the, the town elders, the whole town, they have no respect for women up there. They are the... Uh, you know the home bodies they are you know there to slaughter the meat and make the dinner and clean the houses so As they they, should. they basically tell Bailey to um stay behind and after much uh th- hissy fit throwing uh, she, you know she does come with Conan Conan understands her position but Conan also knows that the north is a harsh harsh land and somebody f- not from the north is probably better off in a uh, cabin with a fireplace so uh, they're walking. Uh, all the inner monologue of Conan is just amazing because, like, he tackles this harsh land. Like, he's walking 16 miles in a day over this cold oh, tundra, and Bailey's barely able to keep up. She's, you know, she's not cut out for this, and she's starting to freely, freely admit that, you know, as strong and as B.A. as she is, she's not cut out for, the, like, the terrible harshness of Samaria. And... At the end of the issue, she basically says, like, I know you have to do this for your name, and I know this is important to you, so you go on ahead without me, and I will, you know, I'll catch up to you. And it, and mm. it just, like, shows, like, Conan walking across the tundra, and, like, this pack of wolves is surrounding Bailey, and uh, it's a great, great issue. I, I like how it's not all about, uh, you know, the pirates and the South Seas, you know, Conan on a on a boat. It's Conan in Samaria in his homeland, and he's getting ready to whip up on some guy who's uh, calling himself Conan. So you like the Brian Woods uh, Conan. I really do. I think uh, if anybody is interested in Conan in the slightest bit or the genre, Brian Wood takes it and updates it and makes it uh, just makes it a great story with modern dialogue, and it's only issue eight, so there's plenty of room, plenty of time to catch up. Do you like this more than uh, his massive? Um, you know, I think I do. His uh, the massive wood is not as it's entertaining, but it's just like I th- I think I love Conan more than I love the story of the massive. But okay. but I I enjoy the massive too. I just I enjoy them both. You you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh Jonesy loves massive wood. <laughs> uh 
What are you reading? I really wrenched that week? one in there, didn't I? You did. Sorry. If you would have just parlayed into some kind of flaccid joke, I w- it would have been over. <laughs> um, oh my God! I've been reading Eisner Award-winning Daredevil. No, you guys heard of this? The latest issue, Daredevil eighteen. You know, uh, Foggy Nelson yeah. launched Matt out of the practice. You need to get your ass together, bro, because, uh, you know, you got your dad's bones in a desk drawer. Not healthy. Claim, you you know, you didn't know anything about it. Not healthy. So uh, Matt's taking some R&R time to himself, goes out on a, a date with his uh, his best gal. They're about to uh, go back to Matt's place and, uh, you know, you know what I mean? What does that mean? I don't understand that. Uh, read the Bible together. <laughs> Uh, so right before they're about to start getting hot and heavy, Matt's like, you know what? I'm feeling sick. Let me call you tomorrow. Goes in, slams the door. What a woman. Walks into his bedroom to find his crazy ex-wife in his bed. Mia. Which, which one? The blind one? Yeah, the blind one. Yep. I thought she was dead. Uh, no, mon frere. As it turns out, she is supposed to be in an insane asylum. Where her mother has committed her and annulled her marriage to Matt Murdock. But is Matt's the, like, she's here. Go now, ahead, Dale. Oh, is, that, is this new information or is that what happened in the old run? No, like, that is or what did she, in the old run. Okay, so she yeah, didn't think, She didn't die in the Jen-Z old told run. Us, Jonesy told us that she died. I and think then so. we contested that. <laughs> yeah, we and probably. now we have confirmation <laughs> that Jonesy was indeed wrong. Right. Put it on my wiki. Just put it on my wiki. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, so he calls... Foggy for help, and he's like, I know we're on the outs, but you're the only guy I can trust. You're my best friend. I really need your help on this. So he's like, you know, you know, I could give you one last chance after another, but you know, this is this is for me and not for you. Don't pretend for a second, it's for you. So uh he runs up to the institution to see what's what, to see who released her, to see what the, the skinny is. Uh-huh. She's there in a padded cell. Oh uh, cliffhanger. Uh, Cliffhanger. No. Cliffhangered. No. Yeah. What was she Poor doing Matt. in the bed? Was she this like squirming around? She was like, Matt, nothing is wrong. We're married and in love. Let's, what? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I love that that uh, Wade is, is doing this parallel story where it's either that Matt Murdock is putting aside the troubles in his life or he's literally an insane person. Yeah. And that kind of yeah, yeah go, right. that that kind of goes with Wade's like uh, when he took over the title, he's like, "Look, I'm not going to kill Matt's girlfriend. I'm not going to drive him insane. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do all that stuff." It's because he's already there. He's already insane because Mark How Wade is evil. Crazy was the scene where Foggy opened up the the safe or would the box of his father's bones in his office. And Matt's that was like, amazing. "How did that get there?" But. <laughs> But Matt didn't even, like, show any kind of human emotion about it. He was like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's weird. Yeah, that yeah. was that was jarring. I mean, that it you would have never expected. Maybe you, like, find a bottle of whiskey in the box or <laughs> something like that. Or maybe uh, a daredevil you know, mask. Like, you I don't guess, find <laughs> your father's human bones. It's crazy. I guess after, you know, the kingpin sends your true love to work in porn... And addicted to, her- uh, addict to heroin, 
only to deliver you a message as like part of your day. You know, bones in a, in a desk ain't, ain't going to do much for you. I get, yeah, you're probably right. I guess since I've never read Daredevil before, like I don't, I know there are all this jarring stuff happened to him, but it's not in my ecosystem of Daredevil. So it's like this now. It's getting really real Daredevil kind of craziness that I've never experienced before. Lightning round. Oh my word! We're running out of tape right now. Uh, Two sentences or less. A book we read right now, Wolverine and the X-Men 16. The inside story of the new Hellfire Club. Can you imagine if this series didn't have to deal with AVX tie-ins and Chris Bocciolo was allowed to further this story 10 issues ago. Uh, I just relieved <laughs> myself all over the couch. You see here. You see. Uh, Avengers Academy number 36. The series that charmed my heart because of the AVX tie-ins. Winding down to a close, but so abruptly that I'm unsure I liked the closing salvo. The Last Phantom, issue one, written by Scott Beatty, illustrated by Eduardo Ferragato, Mm. covers by Alex Ross didn't have a lot of exposure to the Phantom, aside from that Billy Zane gem. (laughs) Oh my god. But this might get me reading Phantom Properties at last. World's Greatest by Mark Miller and Brian Hitch. Uh, What is happening in this storyline, Jonesy, can you can you break it down for us for those that have not read this gem? Sure. Uh, Fantastic Four, uh, issues 554 to 557, uh, a tale by uh, Melar and Hitch of the Ultimates fame. Uh, this brief glimpse into the life of the FF uh, tells the tale of a time when the Mr. Richards and Mrs. Richards uh, have come off a rocky spot of their marriage. They're trying, you know, you know, get back to someplace solid. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Johnny Storm is embarking on a reality TV career. Uh, ben Grimm is trying to get it in with a, a school teacher <laughs> down the way. You know, and... Uh, the thing. You know. <laughs> the thing. The thing is trying to get his thing put down. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Reed Richards gets a visit from a long-lost college girlfriend, considered to be the one that got away. And she's like, yo, Reed, you're a scientist first. I need you to look at this ish that we've created. Flash forward to a, a short trip through another dimension. 
She's built another Earth, y'all. Total, full-scale replication of the Earth because she's calculated that in 10 years the Earth will die because of environmental collapse. No superheroes, no Doctor Doom. You know, they're just destroying the environment. So Reed gets involved and kind of advises uh, her and her husband who are starting this or, or completing it. And they introduce um, Cap, which is a Captain America-themed robot that is set to patrol New Earth. And, you know, it, it doesn't want any kind of violence. It doesn't uh, want any kind of weapons because the people, the architects of this world, want to kind of fix the mistakes that are happening in, in, on Earth. So, you know, Cap gets, you know, unwittingly unleashed on the real Earth but is secretly still serving the paradigms of the new Earth. So he starts attacking military bases and attacking superheroes, and only one who can figure it out is, of course, our boy Reed Richards. He unleashes something called the Anti-Galactus Suit, which uh, comically costs a billion dollars a second to run. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, he smacks down this Cap robot, you know, everything is saved. Everything's good. And at this the is tip, the longest synopsis we've ever had for <laughs> a book. But it's and so brilliant. It's so brilliant. Let me, let me, I'm almost finished. So at the end of the story, uh, this uh, college girlfriend tells Reed, you know, like, you know, I orchestrated all this so we could uh, get together. You know, I heard you would have troubles with the wife and, uh, you know, <laughs> let's try it out. And Reed's like, sorry, babe. Love my wife. And then I got her a ring with like 50 galaxies and tons of human souls in a ring because I'm <laughs> yeah. Reed Richards. <laughs> Didn't think about that. And she's like, I got you a Bono album. Happy anniversary. It was the Bono. Uh, Bob Dylan. I'm sorry, Bob Dylan. So great. <laughs> for, if this, I don't read FF, but I love Millar and this style of writing, his one story, uh, as Slim would put it, and Hick, uh, Hickman, Hitch's art, Really makes me want to go read The Ultimates again after reading these. <laughs> somebody else, somebody else, Gal. Comes back to that. Um, firstly, speaking about P- Hitch's art, I think, like, there, I don't think there's any question that, you know, say what you want about Hitch's designs and, ca- and um, the way he love sketches the it. four. Like, Hitch does a masterful job at, like, drawing technology and spaceships. And like the whole the double splash pages of him, or or the uh, of the new Earth, I think his designs of the whole new Earth were just so brilliant. How it's like if you picture like a little uh, baseball with like columns coming out of it, and on these columns are like plates that are forming like the new Earth crust, and you can see like cross sections of the Earth that haven't been finished yet, like oceans. How it's like you know uh, the plate is a little deeper in you know sunk into the uh fake sphere and stuff i think hitch's stuff like that is just can't be topped like his stuff on the authority and it's just a uh, just brilliant brilliant did stuff. you read his uh heaven's ladder like weird omni size magazine size jla story i think i did i think i did read that that book has some pretty wild uh splash pages that one is the like the one scene where they showed the new earth reminded mm-hmm. me of that where you like the, the his stuff is like this guy feels wasted on comics even yeah yeah and certain times he does but we're thankful that we have him 
Um, the the bummer I well, it's the bummer the of Miller's run. Um, like towards the end of the run, they needed to have a fill-in artist. I think on the final issue of Miller's mm. run on the title, so Hitch couldn't even fin- do the last issue, which was a bummer. But this particular, I think, was it four issues? Yeah. Um, I it, it's weird. Miller's like arc on the title involves New Earth, but this it's like a long overarching New Earth storyline where it lasts like his entire what is it twelve issues, eighteen issues, mm-hmm. and uh, but this particular one is like a short like snippet of that where the New Earth is still kind of like part of the storyline, but in this particular one, it's just kind of a yeah. The I guess the cap is the main gist of this four issue series because he they're right. fighting that cap for like literally three issues. Yeah, and I like I th- I thought it was cool how it was a problem, but then it wasn't a problem when Miller needed the arc to be tied up. I mean, Reed Richards busted out the anti Galactus suit and he took care of Cap. Like that Cap what. It was a problem, but it wasn't like the main focus because there's so many different storylines going on. You know, when you have four members of the family, each with their own kind of mini storylines, I think he handled it well where uh, Cap is just, you know, it's just like a throwaway villain kind of thing. How about when that chick uh, had sex with the thing? How about when the thing picked her up? I mean, she he totally (laughs) deserved it after that. Like it he, was very. I was unsettled reading it. To be honest, just thinking about it made me like unsettled. Like she was literally horny for the thing. Nothing he, wrong with he, that. He he talked her out of her panties, and I was like, "What is happening? Like, how does that even happen? She's gonna have like rocks inside her, and it was just repulsive." Well, how do you know it's not gonna be like, you know, like cement? You don't know that. Like like wet like quick dry cement. She could be like, like yeah. she could die. She could be a, a a frequent customer of like extremerestraints.com for all we know. <laughs> this could just be another notch in her belt. Sure. You know? Maybe she's yeah, she's probably got like the the weird leather mask with the zipper on it and this is the kind of thing she's into. Yeah, she's using him. But the fact okay. that I thought it was cool that like uh you know, he finally convinced Reed to go to the class trip with him so he could pr- do a presentation. And he, uh, you know, Reed is like boring the H out of all the students with all a scientific talk and uh, and things like, who wants to go play on the fantastic car? And like all the kids are just like, yay, let's go out there. And then mm-hmm. he totally picked up the teacher. It was the coolest thing ever. I love the, uh, the like the story opens up with them kind of time traveling where they tried to go to Disney with for original Disney tickets from opening day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they try to go to that opening day. That would be like the coolest thing to do ever. Like, who cares about going back and killing Hitler? But the, going back to Disney's, like, opening day would pretty much be the greatest yeah. thing to do ever. Yeah, That's it's a just Mark like Mar- a, Mar- it's thing, a family right? vacation. That's what it is. Something Dale said really resonated with me just now. I think Fantastic Four stories, or the only ones that I enjoy, are told as stories about the family's interactions with one another, with the action as only a backdrop. You know what I mean? Like, if they mm-hmm. told me a story where it was, like, some alien invasion, you know, snooze fest. But the fact that it was about these relationships with each other and with, you know, like, that relationship Johnny was starting with that supervillain and those kind of, like, 
innocuous things I thought yeah. took center stage and it was it was good it was better yeah, I think you're right, and I think that's why whenever I've attempted previously to read a Fantastic Four issue, it might do more of the stuff that's not the family interaction stuff. Like that one, one uh, the point one issue I, I think I talked about, a, a, you know, back in the summer when, uh, you know, Reed gets to see Thing grow old. You know, that was a really touching story, but for the oh, most yeah. remember that? But for the most part, it's just like... More the alien invasion stuff and like Sue Storm using her powers, which doesn't appeal to me in the She's slightest. <laughs> I can make a I can make a, a force field that looks like some kind of blocky house, and <laughs> people are like, "Whoa, look what you could do!" Yeah, bork bork bork, uh, bork, 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 bork. I really it was interesting that the covers for the run were very original FF nineteen sixties worth like speech bubbles. And they were used to entice you to read the book, but I thought that was cool. But I actually didn't like the covers. I like the Hitch kind of. Uh, I like his ultimate covers where they're almost just like poses, you know, and just like a single character. Okay. I actually didn't even like his, you know, towards the latter part of his Marvel contract, he did covers for a lot of books. Remember, he did the Wolverine, the Best There Is covers. He did some Punisher covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It was I. I thought it was a cool idea, but I actually didn't like the covers that much. I thought the very the first cover was probably the best, whereas the you know the uh, the four of them are posing and like reads like offering out his hand like to come on this journey with the Fantastic Four. But uh, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, otherwise, thank you. Oh, Thanks. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Hitch usually like in the in the recent times he drew Wolverine awfully in like those Avengers point one issues where Wolverine looked like the penguin with his nose. Uh, but I actually didn't mind him that much when they were fighting Cap. It was like the only time I've ever seen him draw Wolverine and it wasn't awful. <laughs> oh, what about that? Uh, the scenes where uh, everybody like Cap, the robot is just like whooping up and they're like, yeah. where's that? Oh, where are all the other soldiers in the, or the superheroes in the world? They're like they were here eight minutes ago and they're all piled uh. up in a huge pile. <laughs> That was a great splash. Yeah. Every splash, every splash he does is fantastic. I love the I love, I love the designs that he did for the FF. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like ultimate ultimatized, ultimate eyes. Yeah, you know what I mean, they were like the clean cut suits and very uh, good color palette and stuff like that. Color palette, you know. I love yeah, color palette to right now. Think about that stuff. So, did you read the latter part? You have you read the entire run, uh, Dale, of the the uh, Miller Miller story. I am probably no. I probably read read three issues after that so far. I'm working okay. my way through it, but I do have a little bit more. Because uh, at the end of this uh, arc, Doom shows up at the Baxter Building, right? Yeah, he asks for Richards. Yeah, uh, he's being chased by these uh, three strangers. Yeah, yeah. He does lay seeds. I'll give uh, Miller credit. Like the the characters that he brings in from the beginning, are are there for a reason. Like it pay. Like he has this entire run planned out. Mm-hmm. So he didn't he didn't like overstay his welcome. Like th- this whatever issue that he was on, this was his like grand plan. Yeah, uh, that that super villain that Johnny ends up betting. Um, she oh, is definitely yeah. part of the plans. Mm. Part of my plans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, diamonds are forever. Should I check out the Bible to understand that reference, Jonesy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, great, I, and I think the last uh, the last scenes where the Reed and Sue were just beautiful. I thought, like that's why I, I'm glad Cap and the Anti Galactus wasn't like 
wasn't the story, but Reed and Sue going back in time to to at, at a restaurant so they can see out the window of when they first bumped into each other. It was just like a that really was, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how the, Reed just told that B to uh, back off. I kind of wanted to get together with that chick in those scenes where she was just like throwing <laughs> herself at oh, him. Yeah, I mean, when you got I don't a girl know what like Reed that. was thinking. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, the oh the one FF if if you if you not checking this out the other FF book that I really love to recommend is the first Ultimate Trade by Bendis Miller and Kubert. Really, oh, yeah. that's like some of the best stuff ever. FF stuff. I think I might have that in uh in the app. I just haven't read it yet. Even when Ellis. Uh, I think took over. Oh god, that, his his stuff is great too. Ellison Imminent. I'm starting to find that more and more, probably since Transmetropolitan, like anything Ellis, I'll try to pick up and read. Just because the, the more I discover his work on anything, the more I seem to enjoy that more and more. What a show! What what a show we we've had. You know, impromptu show. Yeah, we, you were here anyway. I appreciate it. You know, we figured out uh, why we were down. You know, the mixer was there. To hang out with each other. Hmm. You know, Mark's on assignment. We had the equipment. By choice. And there's not <laughs> much of this left. I mean, let's face it. This is, yeah, this is this could be the end very soon. Mm-hmm. Extended it. hiatus. We may Stop never it, see each other again in person. I, I actually don't even really like hanging out. I knew it. I knew it. I was fishing this honest. whole time, and you just fell for my trap, and now I'm going to go... Cry. Jonesy, what's the status on your comic book before we sign off for this uh, impromptu episode? Can we can we can we get a teaser? Sure. Uh, what's we, what's happening? We're going to stockpile. Uh, we think five pages complete by and choice. Then re- by choice, and then uh, release them on like a weekly schedule to kind of start promoting the book. Exclusive. Yeah. Oh God. So the scripts are done. You know, just waiting on art, babe. Wet on our bed. You know what? What a show. We're what back. Show. I think the things might be one column. This is... Look at this Jensen's ha- hair just jiggled. <laughs> Do we all see that? The way the it's light cool. bulb in the ceiling is just falling upon his downy soft. It's like a baby goose up there. <laughs> <laughs> Get out the geese. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, this, this podcast was slamming. All yeah. right, we'll see everybody. Uh, we'll see everybody when we see you. Love you. thing i will say about that ff was a super bummer the last two or three issues were definitely not it was almost like hitch was doing breakdowns and and splash pages only there are some uh, pages where like faces were almost not finished and the inker had to like 
mm-hmm. put some work on his shoulder that he couldn't do. Yeah, I noticed that in the first issue, ironically, because you think that was the issue where all the S would be together, but mm-hmm. there was a couple like profile views of Reed where like his chin did not look right. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does some weird, like, super realistic drawings that don't come off very well. Like, yeah. I don't know what photo references he uses, but they just don't translate do you think, to... Uh, do you think maybe if it was just, like, his bare-bones pencils, it would look better? I'm interested to see what his pencils look like, to be honest. Yeah, because I think, like, I get what you guys are saying. I definitely didn't pick up on it in the finished product, how, like, you know, but but I think overall... I sensed that there was like a little offness to, and uh, you're right, especially in the faces, a, l- a little bit of the detail and stuff, like how some of their angles, how some of their faces are angled, like it just doesn't come across with uh, without some detail, like in the cheek or something like that. How about that? Um, when they go to the school and the the teachers or whoever they were, the little old biddies. We're talking about um, Reed and how, like, how would you want to dump this or how would you not be excited to come home to this? And he was not hot at all. It was, like, the worst face ever. Like, I don't don't even understand why that, like, are we supposed to see him as miserable or is that supposed to be an attractive face of Reed Richards? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, super realistic, but he looked like he literally just came back from a funeral. And it yeah. was like the opposite of attractive. I don't. Maybe that was what it was supposed to be. But who knows? You know, with that, with the pencils and stuff, who knows? He, he, I'd really. love to see his finished pencils because he reminds me of uh, Jim Lee. Like Jim Lee always works with um, who's it? J, is it J. Scott Campbell or Jason Williams or Scott Williams? Scott Williams as his inker. Yeah, Scott. So Williams. like, I think uh, that guy. You know, I think Lee like will not do certain things because he knows Williams can take care of it on inks where there's some finishing happening. And that's why in some of the books where some of the later jail issues where it wasn't just Williams on inks, like Lee's art really looked like suffer. It like looked like it suffered a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like the same thing when, um, I'm not sure if it might've been Paul Mounts or Neary on, uh, Hitch's inks. Like it, it didn't look great at all. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, something to think about. It's something to think about. Now I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna think about that. I'm think about go that read when the you ultimates. T- yeah, there you go. <laughs> I should. You should read that like every month as required reading. I want to read that uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four now. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, mm. it is pretty good. That first arc is so. is like one of those few perfect executions. Except when they called uh, Doctor Doom Victor Van Dam. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, boy. Why well, I got to bring it up? They can't all be winners, you know? That's true. They try that. They, you know, you try, try and try and try. I had um, Ultimate Spidey on my list to talk about also. And uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws number zero. You read that? I did because I read an article about they uh, explained Jason Todd's origin. His new origin. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Did you, um, is this post, like, punk? Did you read Batman Zero? Yeah. Did you, because the backup story is, like, him uh, robbing that convenience store? Oh, maybe I didn't read the backup. I don't remember that. 
Um, while the backup. Oh no! Wait, when he was like undercover. I don't think he was undercover. I think he was just like so. Him and his buddy were robbing the convenience store, and he was so appalled that his buddy would, uh, like, kill that lady. Oh, okay, yeah, I do remember that. Um, so was this like post that? It yeah? was. Yeah, it was. It's. It tells the story of uh, Jason Todd being a troublemaker, and then he is like caught stealing a tire. So then it's. It follows the same kind of deal where he becomes Robin, and he's like reckless. But he's not wearing the little booties. He's wearing like the Tim Drake Robin suit, slightly modified. The little boot, the little booties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the minor difference is that probably you know nobody really cares about. I, I mean, no one's talking about this. I guess nobody read it. But um, his mother didn't uh-huh. turn him in. She was like sobbing when he's getting his the crappy out of him. She was sobbing like the whole time when when the Joker was beating him up. But the backup story is a huge difference. It tells, the Joker tells a story about how he followed Jason Todd's life and made it so that Batman, inter, like Batman met Jason Todd that night. What? So he put all these things into play where Batman would take him on as his ward. What? And so that they would meet up again and Batman would kill him to get back at Batman, just to just to f with Batman's mind. That's crazy. That is bananas. That is bananas. I like. How is this not in you know all CBR Robot Six articles everywhere? <laughs> yeah, and this really? is a backup. This is like the backup story to Red Hood and the Outlaws. I thought it was great. I thought it's a great idea. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great idea. And then I wondered, did he like have? Uh, a little moleskin planned out where he would be the uh, ambassador to Iran, too. And <laughs> they did, they stunningly they did not bring up his Muslim Arab roots <laughs> from Death in the Family. That's a shame. Which is, which is just awful, guys. Uh, I know it really needs to come back in a big way. I, his, think. I can't believe they uh, his awful mother is is in another comic. I mean, how about, <laughs> Dirt bag. How about the original one where she just kind of like lights a smoke? As he's getting his brain splattered with the keyboard, uh, the uh, <laughs> the crowbar, the, the, the crowbar. Yeah, no Truly, some of the darkest comic storytelling I've ever read. Yeah, absolutely. Involving a mother, you know. Mm-mm-mm. That's all I got. That's all I got for me. That's all I, I have for uh, me. Animal Man number zero. I read that. Was it junk? Um, it was. I don't know. I'm just kind of like. There's the head you, shake. I'm just kind of like. You know, the whole red and the green and, like, the imagery of the dis- the contorted animals and people, like, when they're infected. Like, that's the stuff that, like, enraptured me, the first few issues of Animal Man with tra- travel foreman's uh, pencils and, and designs. It's just kind of, like, getting a little too much now. Like, that's all the book has to go on is, like, these this awful imagery of things. But it's really heavy steeped in, like, the uh, the mythology be- behind the totems and the the green and the red. So it's less about Animal Man and more like, uh, almost like the web of life and Ma- Madam Web. Uh, the, the totems are always there and the red is just like, almost like a web of life. And the totems always need, like, an avatar to the earth plane. 
and that can be an animal person that could absorb animal powers and stuff like that. But, but I, I'm just kind of like not jiving on the the imagery anymore. So I, I think I, I may drop the book. Fell asleep while you were giving that explanation. Man, that's that's maybe, bad. Yeah, that's maybe bad. it's like maybe you don't want me doing this anymore. Is that what that means? This is your final show. I kn- knew it. I was that was a whole test to try to get you to say that, and you said it, and now I'm upset. <laughs> uh, Jonesy, what did you? What else did you read this week? I read. Uh, are you Are you ready for your baby yet? Do you even have time to read? That's What's right. Happening? It's coming. Let me tell you, the nursery is done and ready. Nice. It's gonna go. We just need a catcher's mitt now. Mm-hmm. Catcher's mitt. I've read a ton of stuff. I read a. Uh, looks like nothing here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Batman Beyond, I read. Uh, He-Man 2, which I talked about in the last secret recording. Batman and uh, Robin Zero. I read the uh, Green Lantern Annual, which is garbage. Mm. That book. Really? really isn't he like the, the, isn't he uh, the Arabian Green Lantern? Dex? Yeah, Dax? But, it, but why would you, you already have like four Green Lanterns of Earth. What's the point of right. introducing another one in the Zero issue that we probably won't find about who he is for another, because they're not even close to wrapping up story arc number one. Agreed. They're like 12, or nine, they have to be 10 issues in to the first Green Lantern story arc, and it's not even close to being resolved. That's that's actually a bone I want to pick with a, a lot of the new 52s. Like, it's just the same arc is still going on. And that's kind of like taxing, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there's many stories within stories, but for the most part, you're getting like maybe two stories out of the overall arc. Like the first two volumes are complete one through six and seven through 12. It's annoying. Junk. junk. Yeah, it is junk. Really annoying. Really junk. You know what I can't wait for? What's that? Fear Agent Omnibus. Mm. Oh, my God. Is it digital yet? You have, uh, digital you have you no. have are you gonna have room in your new Manhattan apartment to uh <laughs> My Manhattan Skyrise penthouse? Yeah, you're gonna have room to you, you I mean you that, you can't be getting much more than the a only, studio. <laughs> that might be the only book I bring, the only print comic book I bring with us. <laughs> That's true. Well it'd be if if anything, that would be the one anyway. And every yeah. year on Christmas Eve you'll make some eggnog. Crack open Fury oh Agent. Oh my god. Yeah. What a what a what a like what a great tradition that would be. And start we roll up to a smoothie <laughs> Christmas yeah. Eve with James and we just read Fear Agent together. Start at ten PM, end at two fifteen AM. <laughs> <laughs> two nights in a row, Christmas Eve and Christmas night. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh right. my god. Uh, James, you are in for a treat, my friend. He uh, he really is. Uh, god bless. Alright, it's almost at an hour. You know, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. We did good. Yeah, we did good tonight. We got to drive home. Yeah, Jones has got to drive me home. Yeah, typical. <laughs> <laughs> you just rest well in the car. Slim. Yeah, I'm gonna take ass. a nap. I'm gonna take a nap on the way back. Like Mark, you promise to stay awake and then immediately fall asleep. <laughs> We're not even out of Dale's driveway, and the, the soft <laughs> snores. <sighs> it's Mar- just so Mark, dark. Are you asleep? No, 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 I'm not. Don't call me asleep. Okay, Mark. Don't worry about it. Uh, 